is the Asbury revival uh, just emotionalism or is the spirit of God uh, really moving uh, people to repentance? Today, we're gonna be listening to testimonies from the Asbury revival, and we are gonna be hearing some of the critics inside and outside of the church, and you guys make the decision on what you think. I came across this video of one of these students that were there uh, at the Asbury Revival. And so I want, I want you guys uh, to be able to watch this and, and tell me what you think. And we'll, we'll stop and you can give you, share your thoughts as, as we're watching. I've been learning about revival, but I've never seen it. I didn't even know it was real. I'm like, I'm just sitting in class and they're telling us all these stories on college campuses and then going across the nation and we're like where when is this going to happen and then they lock you in a prayer room and you're just like hey you gotta ask for it and we're just sitting there like god i'm asking what what does it look like and then all of a sudden my friend Jaden said dude if jesus just localized himself and just sat his throne in a room how could we not drive six and a half hours to go see and we get here and we get here, and it was like complete, we get here at like 6 a.m., and it's completely silent. And I'm like, um, is this revival, God? And we walk upstairs, because we're kind of nervous. We're like kind of shaking already. We didn't get any sleep. Just, they're terrible road trip partners. They both fell asleep. I drove most of the way. But besides that, we go upstairs, and there's people like sleeping, and we're like, so this is revival, God? No. Cool, this, this is awesome. And then chapel starts and immediately we just see people flooding in. And God said, revival isn't hype. It's ordinary people who are hungry. It's ordinary people who are hungry. And Isn't that cool? I'm gonna need you to go to the altar. And I'm like, I don't wanna go to the altar. <laughs> and he's like, go to the altar. And I go to the altar and worship starts. And he's like, this is revival, look left. And I look left. And there's this young college woman getting prayed over by an older woman. And he says, look right. And then there's this young guy praying over an older guy. And he says, look behind you. And everyone's just raising their hands. And he said, Gage, this is revival. It isn't hype. It's ordinary people crying out for a move of God in our generation. And I'm here to talk to everybody in this room who is hungry. What an honor. What an honor it is to be here. Revival's real. It isn't just a story we've heard about. It's come. And it's not just come here today, but it's about to spread out to the nation. It's about to spread out to the United States. And I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. I just gave my life a year and a half ago to Christ, and it has been the greatest thing I have ever done. I left everything, and I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. Forget the job, forget the girl, forget the guy, forget everything. He's worthy, he's worthy, and I'm here. And I'm just saying, oh, it's such an honor. If you don't feel that joy inside of you, I don't know what's going on. It's real. <laughs> Amen, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that first thoughts well i have a lot of you know when you watch that you can't help but be excited that um god is like really confronting the hearts and souls of young people and i think that's what happens in the history 
of this nation. It's always started in places with young people that become passionate about the Lord. And you, you can't, it's hard to sit here and, and to look at that. And, and, and you, 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 you know, there are people out there, religion, even when you're religious, you want to, you want in a skepticism, you want to look at it and you want to say, well, let me point out a few things. And I think um, you really have to drop that skepticism because that's what's preventing us from experience the day-to-day um, experience of the Lord. Now, I mean, you know my heart. I've shared this before. I don't necessarily pray for revival. I pray for people's eyes to be open mm. and their ears to hear. And so would I disagree with some of the things he might have said? Sure. But do I disagree with the spirit of what's going on in Asbury? Absolutely not. When you see people that they just are so hungry for God and to experience who God is, you better get out of the way. And I think the Bible is clear. If you turn away, they say little ones or, or babies, it'd be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck and thrown into a sea, into the sea. You just can't argue mm-hmm. when the spirit encounters you. And, you know, uh, there, sure, are there people that will go to this and they will get emotionally moved by it because they're part of it? I mean, you look at Simon the Sorcerer. He was emotionally moved, and he wanted it for very uh, uh, devious uh, reasons. And but it didn't. That those attitudes of a few people that were hanging around it didn't change the fact that what was going on was authentic. Yeah, exactly. And so, are there people there that they'll go there, they'll have this emotional, and they'll come out and say how it destroyed them? In, in a year, will or two years, we'll have people. I went to the Asbury revival, and it destroyed my life. And I just don't. Sure, you'll have a few of those, but when when you go there and you experience Christ, mm-hmm. and 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 these are the moments where He opens their eyes and opens their ears to hear. Yeah. And their hearts are changed and they perceived and their lives will be forever changed mm-hmm. because they experienced God, just like this young man yeah. experienced God. And and it's a real thing. Did, did he have all the deep theology in that hmm. testimony? That's, you're looking for the wrong thing. Exactly. You, you really want to see that what's the experience. He was experiencing God. And when you experience God, it's pretty hard to put into words mm-hmm. what's going on inside of you. And, 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 and if you're arguing with that, look at the book of Acts. It said that they pursued God with deep groanings because hmm. they didn't know how to communicate the experience that they were walking through. So it, it just, you know, if I'm being honest, I'm just excited about what's mm. going on in this because all we have heard for months and even for the last few years is the attack mm-hmm. on God in that generation. Yeah. And there are young people that are rising up, even though they're going to be persecuted and there's going to be all kinds of social media stuff attacking it, they don't care. They have experienced mm. the creator of the universe mm-hmm. and and you can attack them, you can throw mud at them, you mm-hmm. can you can do whatever you can cur- you can do whatever you want. But when you experience yeah. God, it, it really doesn't matter yeah. what you do. It's like the disciples, they died mm-hmm. for what they had experienced. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that. We need more experience with yeah. God in the church and with young people because of the persecution the church is going to walk through. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, and this is 
this is what I got confused with. And, and as you know, formerly like being involved in youth, you see this a lot. It's called the Jesus high, uh, which before I thought that was like, not an okay thing. You're chasing mm-hmm. an emotionalism or whatever. It was just in emotions. Now the Holy spirit, when you encounter the presence of God, it's going to evoke emotions. Yeah. If you don't, uh, if you're just left indifferent, uh, you're either dead or you didn't encounter God because you don't just walk away indifferent when you encounter the presence of God, especially in my like situation and how I encountered him. It was very extreme. Um, but I, I think when people go to that, like when they go to camps, when they go to revivals, when they go to tent meetings, whatever, whatever. The problem is, and I think the, the problem is when people leave there, they either fall away from their faith or get into sin and then their hearts become jaded to what they encountered because now, uh, because there was no discipline or discipleship that took place, they didn't foster a relationship with God or protect that. Uh, it you know, it was thrown, like the seed was thrown on, on rocky soil, soil or, or thrown to like the, the streets and, and, and the birds came and, and snatched them up. It never developed roots. And if you're not careful, I think that can happen. But to say that because they're, they're experiencing something and it's evoking emotion, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, the foolish thing would be is if they left there and it didn't, you know, there's, there's no change they made from that. Like repentance isn't just feeling bad or just having a, a, an emotion. There's things that you, it's a 180 in, in running towards Christ. Uh, does that make sense what I'm yeah, saying? It makes total sense. And when, when you realize that you are a soul, yeah, you have a body, but you are a soul. And your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Yeah. So when God encounters you, he's not just going to encounter the way you think, which is in this moment, he when he reveals truth to these people, that's part of the revival experience. Yeah. You're being revived because truth was revealed. Mm-hmm. That truth has changed your desires, yeah, which is good. your will. Mm-hmm. And when that occurs, it impacts your emotions. There's an emotional response when you've been impacted that way. When God encounters you you're going to be emotionally yeah. transformed and and you're going to worship like you're just going to fall on your face before the lord and we see that in the bible we see that in the new testament mm-hmm. when god encounters them they fall on their face before the lord mm-hmm. um so you, you know of course there's going to be attackers what really gets me and this is the funny thing why does everybody have to have an opinion on this yeah it's not like they're calling out to everybody to come to Asbury to do their, but it's amazing how many people want to um, have an opinion about what's going on there and they want to attack it. It really identifies the culture we're in. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, it reminds me of the story where the disciples said, hey, they're out praying for people and, and they're out casting out demons. Should we go out and stop them? Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, if they're not, against us they're for us Mm -hmm. and and what's going on in this thing is young people are reconnecting with god in a new way and you got people who claim to be christians even attacking it it's like dude 
just back off. Mm-hmm. Like it's not impacting you. It's not changing your life. Yeah. Do you really need to get online and spew your opinions to a bunch of people who don't care what you have to say? Exactly. And and just allow God to do what he wants to do. And if God's got a problem with Asbury, he'll stop it. Oh, exactly. Or he, he, there will be something that will come in to change it. And, and I'm sure people will say, well, if Asbury doesn't have this infinite length of time, look, it stopped. Mm-hmm. Revival doesn't go on for eternity. Revival is something that occurs when a group of people come together in a pursuit mm-hmm. of God and God shows up. Exactly. And and uh, it's just exciting to see. Yeah. And and I don't need they don't need to get all their theology correct yeah. to to say whether it's real or not because mm-hmm. there's a lot of these people who are just so uh, just in love with God and 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 unleashed in their passion for God that they just yeah like this this last guy we just saw. Yeah. We'll we'll watch this video. I came across this this video and I've been seeing videos like what you're talking about and dude like. I don't know what it was. I don't even, I actually like, there, there's a lot of good stuff this guy says, mm-hmm. like, and a lot of them are really smart, which I love. Like, I love their theology. I love how they defend, like, the faith and everything. But when I saw this particular one, I don't know if it was a culmination or this specific one, but it literally made me want to vomit. Like, physically, I felt sick after watching it. I was like, this is, so you guys listen to this. Uh, we're going to break it down afterwards. But this is someone uh, that claims to be a Christian. Uh, they opinion uh, on the Asbury revival. How many people do you think in this video, with their hands raised, worshiping God, do you think are doing this just because they want God to be there? There's a massive difference between knowing that God is in the building and doing everything that everybody else is doing in that room simply because their desire is high. I'm very impartial to this whole thing. I have no idea if it's a real revival or not. People standing around singing does not mean that God is there. The evidence is going to be shown with what happens after the revival is finished. We'll see if it's legitimate. Because what you're seeing in this video before on the stitch, that's not the true test. He's going to be really disappointed when he gets to heaven and hears the angels singing, <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I, you, you have to notice where he's at. He's in his bathroom filming this in a mirror. I mean, he needs to, uh, one, th- th- what was the purpose of the video? Uh, you, you, He really should have he should just flush down the toilet since he's already in the bathroom, what he just said. It makes no sense. Worship. People with their hands, like, desiring God. Yeah. He, go, he goes, sure. that's the problem. Sure, there's all kinds of places where you see people with their hands raised, where two or three are gathered in my name, yeah. my presence is there. Mm-hmm. The one thing you need to have anytime there's revival, and I think this is a just big... This is a big thing. The revival goes back to what I was saying. It's not that I don't uh, want to see the presence of God. I do. But it's it, what's most important is people's eyes being open mm-hmm. and their ears to hear, and, and they're forever transformed. Mm-hmm. And it's in moments like this, we call it revival, where people's eyes are exactly. open and their ears hear, but there has to be an expectancy. Mr. Damon, 
whatever your name is. You should go back to the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. Jesus said, I want you to wait and to expect. They were waiting upon the Lord and expecting God to do something when the day of Pentecost occurred. Mm. They were worshiping the Lord. They were gathered together in an upper room just waiting on the presence of the Lord to come. Why in the world are we beginning to tear apart something? And he says, I'm indifferent. I'm impartial. Well, if you don't know if it is or not, why do you got to get online and post something? Mm -hmm. As if to, to sway people one way. If you don't know what you're talking about, keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. But everybody wants to have an opinion. Everybody wants to yeah. weigh in. And some you, you just got to realize your opinion doesn't really matter. What matters is if, if this is the Lord and you don't know if it is or not, then watch. Watch and see. Um, but the reality is the fact that we're talking about it mm -hmm. says it's different than an ordinary worship service exactly. that you have with a bunch of people and their hands raised. There's something different about this that is occurring. Mm -hmm. And and you have to accept the fact it's not just like any other uh, time where people are worshiping love. But to think that they're wanting the presence of it and that somehow is that because they're like, like that's wrong. Like desiring the presence of God. He says, he says, you know, because the desire is high in the room, can we expect that God is there? Yes. It's like, yeah, the, exactly. the answer to that is just absolutely. The higher the desire, the more that he's oh, there. Yeah. The more the expectancy. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's like, what else is. are you trying to like, you know, when we right. lift our hands and we worship God, the Bible says you call in the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. The Bible says, seek me and you will find me. And, and why most churches aren't seeing what's happening there. It is. See, people think, well, what's happening there is just a sovereign move of God. God decided to move. Mm -hmm. The mistake people make is God already decided to move. He's never stopped moving. Mm -hmm. God would that what's happening in Asbury would happen in every single church in this country. But when you have people that, that enter there, the expectancy isn't high mm -hmm. when they go to church. They, their expectancy is, I'm going to go sing a few songs. Mm -hmm. It's going to make me emotionally good. If I like mm -hmm. the song, then I'm gonna, not going to complain. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to, because the song makes me feel good, mm -hmm. rather than to go in whether I like the song or not, but I'm going in with the expectancy that God's in the room, mm -hmm. and I'm going to, and, and when a whole body comes together with that kind of expectancy, you would see what's happening in Asbury, you'd see that in every church mm. in America and across the globe, wow. if they had the same kind of expectancy that they have. That's amazing. There's a verse in the Bible, Acts uh, 5, um, 29, and I'm going to read this because this was the apostles that were brought before the religious leaders and um, they were wanting to kill them. And then there was one of the Pharisees that chimed in with some wisdom um, saying that we might be fighting against God right now. So let's take our time yeah. with this. And so he says, uh, but Peter and his disciples answered, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in honor by all people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. 
And he said to them, men of Israel, take care what you mu- uh, take uh, care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, uh, Theotis rose up claiming to be somebody and a number of men, about 400 joined him. He was killed and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. So this has happened before. They know this in their history. After him, Judas, the Galilean, rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this is the plan, uh, for if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God, exclamation point. So they took his advice. I think that's the dangerous ground people get into when they have to spew their opinion out there. That you think, you know, you don't, if it's God and you're opposing it, friend, you're opposing God directly. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think you just, you're, you're actually being used of the enemy mm. rather than being used of the Lord, thinking you're doing, I, I'm reminded of the, you know, when Jesus healed the lame man yeah. and the lame man gets up and he goes to the Pharisees because Jesus tells him to go to the Pharisees. He goes to Pharisees and they said, who is the person who did this? And he says that, I don't know his name, but he did it out <laughs> there. And he said, you know, um, but they couldn't deny yeah. that he had been healed. And then they, they tried to say that Jesus was actually operating in the power of demons. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you determine for yourself what it is. All I know <laughs> is I'm walking now, and I don't really care what you think. I, I just, whoever this man is, yeah. you should probably know, healed me from what I was. So, I mean, and it contradicted their own theology that mm-hmm. Satan does nothing good. Exactly. And yet they say, okay, this man's walking, and but they hated Jesus so much mm-hmm. that they attacked who he was and said he was out. And, and I think to, to the gentleman that we just watched in that video, so are you saying that what's going on is demonic? Because it, there isn't like option three. It, is it demonic what's taking place? Is what's happening in the lives of people at Asbury demonic? It, well, well, no. Have you seen revival before? So you know what that looks like so you can exactly. be some authority to tell. Because I have. I've been at places when they've occurred. Mm-hmm. I've seen lives changed in it. And and um, and I, I'll tell you, uh, if you can look at that and say that's demonic, then what you're saying is what's going on in Asbury is demonic. Well, if you can't say it and if you won't say it's demonic, then shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. And let God do what he does because it's probably not going to line up with your perceptions. He's God. Exactly. He's going to do it his way. And the thing is, people are so concerned about, like, is it demonic? And I don't think necessarily that might be his take, but other people might say that. And I'm like, I'm telling them, like, okay, let's just really think. Do you think Satan's goal is to lift up the name of Jesus? Like, that is actually... Like that is the exact opposite thing he is wanting to do. And then even in the time of the Pharisees, what was going on now in hindsight 
we can look back and say, oh, that makes sense. But what is going on in the present, I think, is really the people that are speaking out against the revival and the move of God says more about the people that are criticizing more than it does the people that are in full surrender saying, Lord Jesus, you can have my life. I don't care about the girls. I don't care about my job. I don't care about anything else. I just want you. To me, I, I wonder if Jesus is throwing a fit up in heaven for those people with heart abandoned and everything to the wayside are pursuing him. I don't even think God's listening to anybody who's, yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think Christ is just being, is drawing on, the Bible says, if you draw unto me, yeah. I will draw unto you. Exactly. I don't think the, the wiles of the enemy mm-hmm. are bothering Christ one bit. Oh, no. They will always be there, right? Exactly. All, all I know is, when, like you, to your point, if people are pursuing Christ mm-hmm. to know him more, to grow, I don't think Satan is rebranding himself yeah. <laughs> to say, hey, yeah. I got a great idea. Yeah. Lucifer, some demon in hell says, hey, I got this incredible idea. Now listen to the whole thing because you might not you might not get it right in the beginning, but I think this will work, Lucifer. Here's what we do. We get them to pursue God in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like we, we encourage them, we tempt them to like call God out and to worship <laughs> him. And, and then if we can get all of them to do that, then at some point they'll deny God. That's a great, and Lucifer says, I had never thought of that. Let's try that. (laughs) Do we really believe that that is the the mission of hell now is to get them to? It's like, why was he casted out of heaven? The very reason why he was (laughs) casted out is because he wanted worship. Yeah. He's trying to steal worship from uh, people uh, and bring it to himself. He is not putting the attention on God. And just like I think that, that people in the church, I think, you know, I, th- I heard someone say, well, we, we were talking about this at our meeting. It was talking, we were talking about, man, I would rather be gullible than cynical. And I said that to my friends actually. And they were like, whoa, 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 let's, let's think. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying throw rationale out the window, but the Bible says we should be as innocent as doves, but also cunning as a serpent. Right. Now, you know, I think with these type of things and a move of God, and if you even watch that testimony that we just watched, you know, I think if you're a believer like how how does that like well, rate I mean, you you just said it right there if you're a believer mm-hmm. you won't be cynical yeah cynicism is the opposite of believing yeah exactly you know in the bible when they were called they were called a couple of names one the mm-hmm. way yeah the other was they were called believers why do you call someone a believer because mm-hmm. they believe things that no one else believed yeah so yeah i'm naive enough to believe things but maybe i'm not naive at all maybe i believe things because the bible said you can believe these things exactly right cynicism does not believe mm-hmm. cynicism basically says, I don't believe Mm. that I don't agree. I don't stand on that. So you're taking the opposite position of believing you're, you're the, you're the, you're not walking in the identity of who Christ was. You know, my favorite, like one of my favorite uh, parts in the Bible is when Jesus is going to heal Jairus's daughter. 
and they're all weeping and they're mourning. And what does he do? Kicks them all out. He kicks them out. It was like forcibly like removed them, the mourners. Like, you guys got to go. Like, they were laughing. They didn't think. They're like, oh, what do you mean she's just sleeping? I'm sure there's people that were offended. And he first, why didn't he just do it when they were all there? He had, he removed them first. And even, even in his own town, a prophet without honor, he could do nothing there. Yeah. Their expectancy, their cynicism, they didn't honor him. Well, and then, and they almost think if I'm sent uh, a Senate, uh, uh, my cynicism yeah. will almost manipulate God into proving me wrong. Okay. Yeah, now, exactly. This is what I've been, I'll prove me wrong. You yeah. know, God, I mean, it's clear in James one, he says, if you don't believe don't expect. Mm-hmm. These people believe God's going mm-hmm. to show up, so they come with an expectancy, mm-hmm. and they pursue God the only way mm-hmm. they know how to worship him. They mm-hmm. draw on to him, mm-hmm. and then he comes to them. By the way, we're seeing a room at Asbury. You're seeing a room full of people mm-hmm. that have been experiencing revival. Yeah, But you don't have to go to Asbury to experience revival. Yeah. If you pursue God and draw near to God, you can pers- you can literally experience that with you. Now, the the, the difference is, and there is a difference. You can experience this touch of God every day with the Lord. Yeah. However, when you come together with other people who are experiencing at the same time, it there's there's a reaction. It's it's mm. like the glory of God. Uh, settles in a place. And when we do it together as yeah. a body, there is a new level or a different experience that you have when you're doing it with people. Mm-hmm. Just like individual sports, when you win a championship as a tennis player or you win it as a football player, you have a team. There's a bond that occurs with people as well when you seek God together. So it brings a new level to relationship with God and with others because you've experienced God together. You go on a mission trip together, and do ministry together creates a bond with mm. people around you and it brings depth to that experience you have with the Lord. And, and it, you know, but, but you can still, when you draw on to God, you can ex- still experience his presence. Mm-hmm. There's like, um, what I, what I have to say, I have no issue with, I do have an issue. If you, if you have some doubt in your heart for what's going on and if it's a revival or not, my problem is not that he might have the doubt or the questions. My problem is, is he, it's almost like people, these Christians are trying to stifle what's going on. And just like you said, the expectancy part of things, um, if you don't expect, you won't receive, but don't try to bring people in your club. Like I would rather be the opposite, you know, like it's like, Oh, I don't believe so. Don't believe that. Like, stop that right now. Like, I don't believe that I don't believe that people can get healed. Okay. Well, I just, I just healed someone this week. So what do you have to say to that? Well, I don't believe people can speak in tongues anymore. I think that's, oh, well, I'm sorry, but my experience would be, you know, contrary to yours. And well, I have, and it's all up here. And I feel like there's a group of people that they're trying to, they're trying to douse the fire on a move of God. And it's like, why are you opposing God? Like, well, there, There's something also in that video. Do we have another video? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, there's something else in that video that I think is interesting. He said he was impartial, right? Yeah. But he never at any point said, I hope it is real. Yeah, exactly. That, that in and of itself says a lot. Mm-hmm. If, if God's presence is settled on this place mm-hmm. and he says, I'm impartial, we'll see what happens, and we'll see if it's real when everything's done— 
you could tell by the attitude and what he said, it's almost as though he doesn't want it to be real. Hmm. And that speaks to whether or not this gentleman is pursuing religion mm. or relationship mm. with God. And, and you know, I know a lot of people believe that they're, they're followers of Christ because they believe the knowledge. But yeah. the, the word is real. There's a relationship with mm -hmm. God. Like if that's real, and, and I believe it is, yeah. why wouldn't you end it and say, you know what, everyone? I don't know if it's real or not. And, and just for th with his attitude, you could say, I don't know if it's real or not. We'll see what happens in the end, but I want to tell you this: I sure hope it is, because we need this you know, in our world. He never said that. Yeah, you know what it reminds he, me of. He almost tried to say, "Don't believe it with me. Don't yeah. believe it's real. Push it away. Stop it." Exactly. I I want to be that voice, and no one cares what you think. Yeah. No one. No one. There's no credibility. No one cares what you're you're saying because you're not saying anything. Yeah. You're just trying to pull away from what. What we need in this world is God uh, literally revealing himself yeah. in the lives of people. Reminds me, like, because I'm a Vikings fan. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, I'm going to say, like, Vikings fans, we have some crazy seasons, but all of us are sober minded. Uh, at least those that have been through some seasons and seen and have been let down so many times. But we never stop rooting for them when they're in the playoffs. Right. It's not like all of a sudden we're like, I just I'm, I'm rooting against them i'm buying like packer gear and i'm rooting against them it's like i'm a vikings fan but and i i am like aware th that what might come might be you know not so pleasant and this is not a direct parallel to what's going on in asbury obviously uh, i'm just bringing it in an analogy to really provide some clarity to those that are hating on it it's like i'm never gonna stop rooting against i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start rooting against the vikings because i've been let down in the past i'm always gonna be rooting for them because that's my team i'm gonna cheer for them and i'm gonna be excited uh, and expectant. And, you know, that's what I think it really is. It's like cheering against your own team, hoping they fail. It's like, okay. Well, okay. And, and, and in that reality, would you have said that the Pharisees were on the team of Christ? Hmm. Oh, no. No. no, no. In fact, Jesus said, you follow your father, who's mm. the father of lies. Ooh. I, I don't, I, the, the reality is your words will judge you. Mm. Your own words judge your heart. Yeah. He, he said that to the Pharisees. You're judged by your words. Mm -hmm. That's why you need to guard what you say. Or, or maybe not even guard what you say. You need to you need to take into account what you say because your words are really exposing what's in your heart. Yeah. And 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 uh, you can claim to be a believer. You can claim to be a Christian, but claiming that doesn't make you a Christian. Yeah. The the reality is if if you're not cheering for your team, and it's a great analogy, like. If your attitude isn't wanting God to oh, reveal himself yeah. to people, then mm -hmm. friends, you're not a believer in yeah. Christ. You're you're not someone that that is really following Christ. The, the number of people hmm. that have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed as we've seen our culture yeah. just literally move from being a people understanding the Bible mm -hmm. to now where they don't really have a comprehension of it at all. And, and people pray, God, 
allow your presence to come to the younger people yeah. in our world today. You know, where millennials and Gen Zers are at 3% of them go to church. Mm. Uh, 3% of them claim to have a, a, a relation. Well, it's a little higher with Gen Zers and mm-hmm. millennials probably in the 20 range, 20% range claim they have a relationship with God. And we're praying for God to come and encounter them. And that's what they're praying for. This is an answer to prayer. Yeah. And people who are praying for that are rejoicing right now at, at the sound of what's going on in that. But the people the, the people who just want to have an argument, they just want if if the, you know it's just they'll attack it. So let's let's watch this other video. Episode seven, final thoughts. If you haven't seen the others, go back and watch and come back. If this is truly a revival, then we are going to see all churches have unconditional love and become open and affirming to the LGBTQIA plus community. If this is truly a revival, then across our nation, we're gonna see churches champion for racial equality. If this is truly a revival, then we're gonna see churches across our nation champion for women's rights. If this is truly a revival, then we're going to end the archaic idea of purity culture. If this is truly a revival, then the evangelical movement is going to do away with mega churches, and they're going to use that money to feed and clothe the poor to finally end childhood hunger in America. Unfortunately, I think this was one big, long dopamine high that just further galvanized the Christian evangelical nationalist movement. You know what? When I watched that at first, I'm like... I, and I don't know exactly your history, but they, she makes a lot of content condemning and bashing uh, Christians. And clearly from what she said, it doesn't sound like she's a Christian. It's like, how are you able to pinpoint, pinpoint or give characteristics of what a revival looks like if you're not a Christian in the first place? It's like me trying to tell you the weather and I'm not a, I'm not a meteorologist. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I listened to that, and it's just deception. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what what I don't appreciate, and and what happens a lot is, if if this is really a revival, then you will no longer condemn liars. If this is really a, a revival, it, by what they they assume that the behavior of people, no one condemns people who are operating in those behaviors. Mm-hmm. Of all of those things that were said, I mean, even the common Omega churches and and people going to Omega churches, that that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no sense. The churches that are there are helping people, whether it's a mega church or a little church, the the, the and and they tithe people that tithe, yeah. and they tithe to that church because it's a biblical principle. Mm-hmm. Um, what she's saying is just throw out the Bible. If this is revival, Basically. throw out the Bible, the very thing that calls us to pursue Christ, the authority of the Bible. So is she, I'm sure she thinks that's an intelligent video, and I'm sure she feels that way. But when you're deceived, and you, you, logic doesn't make sense. You, there's no mm-hmm. logic there whatsoever. The LGBTQ community, um, if I feel that that behavior is destructive to the person where they're mutilating their bodies, and then 10 years later, they come back and wish they hadn't done that, where suicide rates are higher, and then they blame it because they're being condemned. They blame it on the suicide rate being higher because we condemn them too much. 
if anyone is being condemned in our society, it is the people who believe that the LGBTQ uh, um, community's behavior is destructive to them. It, it's not them. Mm-hmm. And then the whole women's rights thing, absolutely, uh, you're pro-abortion. Just say it. It's not, it's not about women's rights. Mm-hmm. You're pro-abortion. Yeah. You want to kill babies. Um, it, they, but they brand their language in a certain way, and and they say every church in America. Well, you you need. I get why you. I get why she thinks that way. Yeah. I get. She's not a believer, mm-hmm. and and the Bible says that they they'll be turned over to few foolish, debased thinking. Yeah. That. So when you listen to that, there will always be people who make comments like that. There yeah. will always be people who attack. And you can get angry and upset. And quite frankly, God loves her. Yeah. God, God's heart is for her. Jesus died on the cross for her. And when you repent, you change the way you think. Yeah. But when you live in the kingdom of this world, there is no kingdom of God. Yeah. And all you see, you try to get the Bible and God to fit in the kingdom of this world. And when you do that, the Bible has to transform itself. It it has yeah. to change in order to fit in the kingdom of the world. But we're not of this world. No. We live in the kingdom of God and behavior and all of that other stuff is tran- like God, the Holy Spirit in us changes us mm-hmm. to be able to live in the kingdom of God here on earth. Mm-hmm. And and we're in a season now where we're just People like that are going to attack us, mm-hmm. and they're going, but we're not going to attack you. And I refuse to attack that woman because she just doesn't know. Yeah. She just doesn't have. Or she has it like, you know, I think people, this is what I was talking about this morning when we had our, our TikTok live. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of hurt people, trauma. They, they took the bait of Satan with offense, and they've disconnected from the vine and they fall into the wayside, and now they're given over to that debased thinking, and now they're friends of the world. And if you're a friends of the, if you're friends of the world, you're an en- enemy of God. They think they're an enemy uh, of Christian nationalists uh, because how how different Christians, not Christian nationalists, how how different Christians are from her logic now that she is disconnected from the vine, but really. Uh, she is gra- after she disconnected, she has created an idol of what God looks like that agrees with her completely. And Christians are now uh, the problem and the en- enemy, but she will never claim that she has become an enemy of God because she became friends with the world. That's really what happened, not only to her, but a lot of Christians that have left the church that now, because they suffered hurt or trauma because they worshiped a man and they deconstructed and there was no foundation rooted in Christ. Yeah, I, th- and I think that's it. There's, there has to be a foundation in Christ. If, if you're serving the Lord and you're not taking time each day yeah. to acknowledge the Holy Spirit and spend time with Christ, you're really open to attacks of the enemy to come and, yeah. and to try to use arguments to, to, to uh, deceive you. But here, here's the thing I want to be very clear about because we're talking about things where people can get pretty upset and angry. Christ did not call us to respond to the attack mm-hmm. of the enemy in yeah. a manner like the enemy. Exactly. They 
do not like us. I don't think that woman likes anyone who disagrees with what she just said. Yeah. I, I think she it, she despises people just in her. She probably despises me for the comments that I would make in, in regards to what she said. And that attitude of we need to be inclusive of all people except for those who disagree with us um, is, is one, not... Um, uh, genuine in, in, in respect to the, even the argument. You, you, are you inclusive to people who disagree with you? Yeah. And, and my response is, if you are part of any of the communities that she brought up, uh, you're loved. Exactly. To the true believer, God loves you, and mm-hmm. we love you. Yeah. If you're a liar, we love you. And I mean, even, I mean, everything she brought up, I, I, I'm like... All of those things are destructive to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done marriage counseling, so much of it, or, and, and so many people said, I wish we would not have had sex with multiple partners prior to marriage because mm-hmm. now it's impacting my marriage mm-hmm. because of what's happened. I don't know that she's done any marriage counseling. She's not an expert in any way. But just because she she has an argument, she thinks she's right because she just doesn't like that rule mm-hmm. or she sees it as a rule. It, the, the reality is this is behavior that's destructive to yeah. the individual. If I love that individual, I'm not going to accept it as just the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain behaviors that are destructive to individuals. Mm-hmm. If you're a drug user, we have a society today that says, let's just create a community of drug use. So if you want to come to Portland, Oregon, or wherever it is, we got this whole tinted city where you can come and get high end drugs. And medically, it's been proven to destroy people's lives. But hey, we want to be accepting to anything that's destructive in your life. So if you want to destroy your life, let's give you the ability to do it. And we'll go rah, 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 rah. And, and that's what's happening right now. I, I just cannot be a part of that. When you love people, genuinely love people, you aren't going to support things that destroy their lives. Exactly. Just it isn't, it isn't going to happen. So yeah. The interesting thing with both of them and what we had talked about is that fundamentalists are like, you know, the religious are in agreement with the sinners yeah. right now, which is you know, should be a red flag that, you know, the people that are coming against it that are Christian are in agreement with ex-evangelicals because it really is, it really is reminiscent of when the Jews, the religious leaders handed over Jesus to the the hand of sinners. And they came into agreement to put the author of life to death, which is a very, like I, God like showed me that. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is literally the same thing that is happening. Like the devil's deception. I think people don't understand. They think that the, the, the deception of the enemy is just really clear to see. It is when you're grafted into the vine, but it is really, even to me, sometimes when I hear those, I'm like, man, those are good arguments. Is it a dopamine hit? Is it emotions? And is it all these things? It's just like, you know, the enemy is so good at what he does is that he provides like really logical answers to what is happening. Just like atheists will say, well, there is no God because we can explain the processes and that have been set in motion. And so therefore there is no God. Well, who set those into motion? 
who is causing the dopamine hit, who is causing people to be on their face, uh, crying out to Jesus, who is stirring that up with people. So there is some truth to it, but it's like, it's It's, ultimately leading people away from worship. It's just, it's a dopamine hit. Yeah. Oh, so when you fall in love with someone, that's not a dopamine hit. Exactly. I mean, come on, let's get real here. Yeah. Who created your body? Yeah. He created you with the ability to have those emotions. Exactly. And those chemicals create those emotions. God is, what it should do is cause you to stop and go, wow, the creator of the universe Mm -hmm. who created us so with such detail. Sure, I understand now it is, but when I'm in the presence of God, it gives me a dopamine hit and it's not a drug. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's like this, this just very natural and physical uh, experience that I have in my body. So it's not just my soul that's experiencing my mind, will, and emotions, but now my body is impacted by the presence of God, that my body responds where it releases joy and love. Hmm. And and so when you say it's just, come on. Uh, I mean, then that that is the skepticism or the cynicism of people that uh, when you meet someone, when this woman, does she love her husband or is it just a dopamine hit? Wow. Is that all it is? Exactly. Or is it a dopamine? And and so, no, I love my husband and there's things he does for me. And it causes your dopamine to go up because mm-hmm. you had an experience exactly. with your husband. It caused you to respond exactly. that way. So, exactly. I that, had a guy that, that he got baptized in the, I was telling you this, he got baptized in the spirit in our group and started speaking in tongues and like experienced the presence of God so like intense. He's like, dude, I thought I wasn't going to die. And he goes, I used to be addicted to meth. Know very much how that feels. And now that I've encountered this, this stuff is crazy. Like, this is real. Like, this is way different. And it's like good. Like, it, you know, a lot of people, when they experience the presence of God, what were you saying that when you, you had, you had talked to a guy that was baptized in the spirit and he's like, this is, this is allowed. This is like, the greatest drug I've ever had yeah. in my life. I've <laughs> never experienced this before in my life. Yeah. And, and the reality is the world's trying to get that high somewhere. Exactly. And God wants to be that high in our life, the source of renewing our mind mm-hmm. and renew. You don't need to be depressed. You don't yeah, need to be exactly. discouraged. You don't, and well, I'm a Christian and I'm discouraged. Well, what you need to do is get into the presence of God and you're not going to burn out. Yeah. We, we, it, this is what this is all about is experience. And what's happening in Asbury is, is God's saying, come into my presence. Yeah. And I'm going to renew your mind. That means make new what was been attacked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to renew your mind. I'm going to renew your strength. I, I'm going to become the source of life yeah. in you. And so anytime you have God do something that's authentic and real, it will always draw attention from people. They will always attack it. Uh, and s- because Satan is behind it. Yeah. And and uh, there is a lot of things that happen that get no attacks because it isn't real. Mm-hmm. But when something's real and it gets a lot of attacks and a lot of attention, it, it, it probably is real. You can almost bank <laughs> that this is real. Mm-hmm. So and it and it brings out all the closet people who have to tell you their opinion and attack and think that what they have to say. Uh, listen, one day you will give an account for what you say. Mm-hmm. Period. Think about that. If you think you're a believer the, and, and you have any uh, respect for the word of God, 
It says there will be a day in eternity where you'll have to give an account for every word you've spoken. Wow. And maybe you don't believe that, but it won't change the fact. <laughs> you will give an account for every word you've spoken. Rather than just always agree with the unbelievers, the unsaved, just accept the fact that you're unsaved. Exactly. You're not a believer in God. Mm -hmm. And when you come to Jesus, he will change the way you think yep. and he will change your heart. And, and, and then you will know why this is real. Then you will know what it is to experience life. Exactly. And it will make sense. Exactly. Amen. Well, I think we've really exhausted this topic. There's so much more we could talk about because it's a deeper seated issue uh, of calloused hearts. Uh, but you know, it is, it was, I, you know, I, I saw so many people talking about it this, this past week. And, um, I really think it's something that needs to be addressed because, you know, the, the, the bride of Christ needs to wake up. They need to take up their, their, their sword. Uh, the Bible says that, um, that a soldier doesn't get entangled in civilian pursuits. His goal isn't to please people, but his goal is to please the one who enlisted him. And for, for you Christians that are listening right now, are you engaged in spiritual warfare or have you become, or have you become comfortable in civilian pursuits? Um, I think that's, that's what, uh, I would ask you this morning and, you know, or not this morning, such a church thing to say. So, <laughs> so like used to Sundays, uh, but what I would have to, you know, I, I would want you to do is, you know, be expectant, ask God, like, you know, God, I'm really struggling with this sin, like this cynicism. I've just been let down so many times. I've, I've seen people in the church really manipulate, uh, their gifting or just shame. And so I have a really warped perspective and guess what? You can come to God with that. You just ask him. Like he doesn't got a problem with that, but ask for a, a heart of flesh and that the, the, the calluses that have developed around you because of, you know, uh, lying men or people or men that have failed you ask God for a renewed heart and a renewed mind and that you would develop some expectancy to see the Bible lived out in your life. Uh, and I really think what you were saying, it really starts with an expectant heart and repentance uh, coming to the feet of Jesus. So we love you guys. We pray this blessed you. Uh, you can stick with us on Instagram and experience the truth podcast where we post daily content, uh, obviously like, and subscribe to the channel. So you don't miss out on any other podcasts that we talk about. Uh, we also have a TikTok page at Experience the Truth Pod, where I go live every single morning. Uh, or if you have any questions or a topic that you want discussed, email me at pastoralex at bethelsrock.org. Uh, but we love you guys. We pray this blessed you and be expectant.